I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, obviously, we're just trying to figure out how to get back, you know, get back in a rhythm. You know, we want to catch this rhythm. And, and you know, at the end of the year, you know, going going into the you know, later part of the season on a, on, a, on a high note. But we got to figure it out. You know, nobody's going to help us. Um, you know, we've done enough talking. We've done enough of trying to, you know, pep talk and, you know, rally, or, you know, however it is, get guys' spirits up. But, you know, it's you just got to get it done now. It's time to stop talking and, and get it done and start playing, you know, the right way and, you know, win these games. That was Zach Levine after the loss to the Pelicans last night. Bulls are at the Cavs tomorrow night, 645 pre, 7 o'clock tip right here on the score. Rami Makloff with you on the score on a Friday evening, I'm going to be talking some White Sox with Scott Merkin of MLB.com coming up at 720. Right now, talking some Bulls with you, though, at 312-644-6767, asking how surprising, disappointing is this swoon, and is it ruining what's been a really good, really fun season? 312-644-6767. This from the 224 in the Rosen Hyundai text line. It says, this season was about building culture. Maybe star players actually want to come here. I'm okay with that logic. Build decent culture. And yeah, that's that's I haven't used the word culture in making my case for why I'm I'm still really happy about and enjoying this season and think there's even better things to come this season. But again, man, I wish I could have drank the Kool-Aid that y'all were drinking earlier in the season. I wish I could have been that happy and that excited and that optimistic about this Bulls team. Because while I was enjoying it, I just never bought in. So maybe the fall isn't as far for me as it is for those of you who, who bought in. And I'm just here to try and, and, and soften the blow a little bit, soften the landing from, from those high, high hopes that you had to where this team is at now. Let's go to Mike. He's in Love Park. Now he's on the score. What's up, Mike? Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm good. Good, man. Um, I, I think personally, I think we got to give these guys some love, you know, I mean, it's been a long time since we've had, uh, I agree with everything you've said about, uh, everything from the organization, uh, to the individual players and, um, how it's, it's just, it's their first year together. And, and, and uh, you know, it's incredibly disappointing watching, uh, like last night's game, how, how it ended again. Um, but uh, again, it, it's just it's been a it's been a great fun season, and I don't think they're done yet. I think we got to just give these guys some love and push them through to the end here, and hopefully we don't have to do the play-in thing. Yeah, I really thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Mike. I really wish this team had had built enough of a cushion in the standings or put them in a good enough spot in the standings to 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 not 
not give guys nights off, but maybe just ease up on the minutes for some of these guys and try and get some fresher legs getting into the playoffs. But man, now you're you're right on the cusp of being in that playing tournament, and I, I, I do not want to be there. I really do not. They're one game out of that seven seed and being part of that playing tournament. I, I really do not want the Bulls to be in that position. That would that would be that would be. It. I don't know how to put this. That wouldn't reflect how good this season was for the Chicago Bulls if they end up in that play-in tournament. I, they got to keep themselves out of that. But if if they're gonna if they're gonna really keep the pedal to the floor to to keep themselves out of that playoff play play-in tournament, then what's what's gonna happen with these guys as far as how fresh their legs are? Because they've already been pushing harder than most teams, especially the contenders. When you talk about the Bucks and the Sixers. And, and some of the other teams around the East who've really sort of watched the minutes of, of their best players and now are, are fresher and healthier than, than the Bulls and some other teams around the East. I wish they could just ease up a little bit and, and, and not have to push till the end here. Let's go to Mike. He's in Rockford. Now he's on the score. What's up, Mike? Mike? Rockford? Yeah, hey. There he is. Is this me? What's up, buddy? Yeah, that's you. You're Mike in Rockford, right? Uh, actually, I'm Jim. Oh, Jim in Rockford. All right. What's up, Jim? What you got? Yeah. Hey, Rami, I, I just want to tell you, you are freaking awesome, man. I love I love listening to you every time you're on. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, I... You I thought that was your whole call for a second, which wouldn't be cool, but also, you know, short. No, no, you're, no, you're, you're, that, well, it could be. You're, you're cool. You're okay, cool. good. You're awesome. Good. What do you got on the um, Bulls, though? I used to sit and watch the Bulls with my daughter all the time when Derrick Rose was on, and it was awesome. And I'm back watching the Bulls again. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a Bulls fan. It's that's that's all I need. These guys are they're doing good. They're not doing as good as they could. Um, but I can't I can't um, say anything that you haven't said that doesn't repeat what I would say. So I'm, I'm just a Bulls fan, man. I'm just, I'm loving where they're at. I'm, I was, I've been a Cubs fan all my life, you know, seeing them come back and, you know, win after 108 years was awesome. And I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a Bulls fan. That's it. You know, I, I, there's a lot of minutia that's going on, you know, that's it. That's it. All right. Appreciate the call, Jim. Yeah. Don't be sorry. Right, man. To be a you Bulls have a good fan. night. You too. Thank you. Don't be sorry that you're a Bulls fan. Great. And I'm glad. And no, I'm glad no, you're no. I'm, I'm, I'm always a Bulls fan. Always. Thanks, Jim. Even, even the when call. they suck. <laughs> yeah. Even when they suck. Yeah. But like he said, like he said, he stopped watching for a long time. I, I bet that's the case with a lot of Bulls fans who, who have come back. But, and that's but, another great thing but you know about what? this they season. Have so, they have so much potential right now. They they really do. And their defense is, is screwing them up. Um, DeRozan is – everybody's hurt right now. Everybody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I, I don't care. I'm a Bulls fan. I don't care. All right. Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate you, man. Good night. You too. Jim had Jim had a lot to say. Appreciate him, though. Yeah, and that's 
man, that's a great, that's a, that's another great thing about this Bulls team. They brought people back in the loot, back in the fold. And I don't, I don't think anybody was completely out on the Bulls if you were a Bulls fan, but they certainly took a back seat and took a back seat in, you know, a world where the Bears aren't even that great. They were taking a back seat. And they're back now, man. They're relevant. And I think moving in the right direction and and closer and closer to to a championship quality or championship level team. There's a, a text from the 773. Unfortunately, the culture is turning to losing. Stop. Stop it, man. The culture is not the last 10 or 12 games. That's that's a very, very short-sighted way of looking at this thing. Going to switch gears, talk some socks in a second, but first let me get in uh, Jerry from South Holland. You're on the score. What's up, Jerry? All right, how you doing? This is my first time ever calling in to the radio station. Oh, I, I am you. a Bulls fan, and I had to call in because I'm, I'm really disappointed in uh, the way they've been coached right now. Uh, Billy Donovan... He's, he's got to be held accountable for this. Cause how do you go 0-16 against the top three teams in each conference? 0-16. And then we're still making the same mental mistakes. Every game, it's the same mistakes over and over by the same players. And the defense is just horrible. It, it is just, it's, I've never seen the Bulls' defense look so bad. And we're not rebounding. It's a lot of mental mistakes. That's come from coaching. That's coaching. And he's got to be held accountable. And nobody's saying anything about Billy Donovan. And it's really sad because I kind of question, because I kind of wonder if he was a black coach, would we really be talking about get rid of him? But Mm, I I really hate to go there. No, and I I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm, there, I'm there, sorry, there's man. usually merit to to that conversation and to that discussion. I appreciate the call, and I'm not saying that there necessarily isn't here. But man, I think you'd have a hard time talking about firing any coach. I forget. I was. I read a bunch of things today about the Bulls, but and so I forget who brought up, brought up this point. We're at the 72 game mark of the season here, which is the same number of games that they played last season. This team has 11 more wins than they did at the end of last year, at the, at the end of a 72-game schedule. I think you'd have a hard time firing any coach, regardless of race. And I, I do think that bias and prejudice plays plays a factor in the public discourse and even in, in the decision-making at that level. But I, you'd have a hard time firing any coach that t- that, that whose team took an 11-game jump. And, quite, and, and just... Billy Donovan on his own, just discussing the job that he's done. I'm not saying that anything that Jerry just said was wrong about what's gone wrong for the Bulls this year and how much of that or what of that you might chalk up to coaching. But, man, I don't know that there are a lot of people out there that would would have done a better job with this team this season and and coached them to an 11-game improvement over the 72-game schedule that they played last year. I got no complaints about Billy Donovan. Is he perfect? No. Are there things that he can improve on and, the, and, and thereby improve the team? Absolutely. Many things to fix because they're not a championship quality franchise yet. But he's had his, as big a hand and deserves as much credit as anybody for this big leap that, they're, that they've taken from, from last year and from the last era of Bulls basketball to, to what it is this year. Don't let this ruin your seat. Don't let this ruin your season, Bulls fans. It's still a very good season. Even if you had championship hopes and 
you no longer do. That's okay. You had championship hopes for like five months. That's pretty cool, right? And this organization took a big step forward in culture and actually building something that's fun and competitive and watchable and maybe a place where great players want to play in the in the near future. And get us a championship or get into the discussion for a championship. That's all good stuff. Let's hit a break. And on the other side, we'll talk some White Sox, another team that's trying to build towards that championship. Scott Merkin of MLB.com. He's going to join me, Rami Maclaw. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I mean, he already is an outstanding base runner. I mean, we talked about it. You know, last year, you know, he had a lot a couple of times, so he got the red light a lot just because you don't want to. But if, if he's feeling good, he watches his uh, judgment when he's got the green light. Outstanding, so. And, I mean, everything about him is plus, plus, plus. And like I say, he, he wants it for the right reason. He wants to play in a club that gets to October. Sox manager Tony La Russa talking about his shortstop, Tim Anderson, fawning over his shortstop, 
Tim Anderson, Robbie Makloff with you on the score on a Friday evening. I'm with you until nine o'clock. Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. He covers the NFL and the NFL draft. He'll be here at eight o'clock to talk some Bears, NFL, some draft. But joining me now on the Circa Resort and Casino guest line from MLB.com to talk about those White Sox. It is Scott Merkin. Scott, thanks for the time, man. How are you this evening? Sure. Anytime. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. I, I, that was that was just a bit of Tony Larusa fawning over Tim Anderson earlier today. Right. He said he thinks he can be the best shortstop in the league. I love me some Tim Anderson. He's one of my favorite people in this league. He's one of the most entertaining players. He's certainly among the best shortstops. But God, is that a stacked position in this league right now? Scott, do you think he he could he could climb the ranks to best shortstop in the league? Well, I mean, you know, that's so subjective, um, right, as a judgment. And that's Tony's guy. So, of course, Tony's going to talk about that. But let's be honest. I mean, Tim just keeps getting better, you know, and he has this kind of kind of matter-of-fact quest to keep improving. You know, it's funny because we talked to him. He was the first guy we interviewed, I think, on that Saturday after they settled the lockout. And he was just talking about, um, you know, going through the standard questions about, you know, folk, how do you win this year after losing to Houston, get better and all that. And he said – I said, nothing new, nothing's new guys. You know, and, and I think what he meant like is I know what he meant. Cause I asked him later is that, you know, Hey, we're still going for the championship. That's what we want. We still believe we're a great team. So it's the same thing as like kind of when we left you last October. So, you know, and he just, he kind of does his thing. I, I wish I could have the kind of uh, <laughs> laid back, but successful approach that he does. I, I might be su- somewhat successful, but I don't know the laid back approach that he does. That's for sure. And it, it laid back shouldn't be misconstrued for lack of ever because he busts his butt every day. And you see, you see just the hitter he's become since he's won the bat, you know, with winning the batting title, he's gotten better. You know, he worked hard at his defense. He's gotten better out there too. And I think, you know, if healthy, he could probably be a, a 30, 30 type of guy. Is he the best shortstop in baseball? Well, that's probably for, you know, fan bases to debate. I, I think, you know, I, there always used to be the debate with Tim Anderson and Javi Baez in Chicago before Javi had kind of a down year in the uh, pandemic year. And, I would say, man, I'd take either one of those guys, right? I mean, you want to you want to fight for who's best? That's cool, but I think you put either one on your team, and you're doing pretty well for yourself. So no no wind taken out of his sails, obviously, by the the disappointing ending of last season. The the team as a whole, Scott, do you feel like they 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 all sort of embrace that as a learning experience and something that they can grow from and build off of, or do you think there's still some some sting in the way that that last season ended for a young White Sox team? I, I think both, you know, I think I kind of compared in some ways, although they were at different spots, I think with the Cubs in 15, you know, the Cubs in 15 had that, you know, they won the wild card and they had the surprise series win over St. Louis and then they, you know, got swept by the Mets and the next year they won the world series. Now I'm not guaranteed. Don't go hit your sports books. Cause I'm not guaranteeing the Sox to win the world series this year, but I think it was that kind of learning experience. Now learning experiences are great. And, you know, I think they have, they've talked about, you know, finding a way to be better prepared. I mean, you can talk about a lot of different things in that series, but there really wasn't one thing that decided it. To me, Houston was better. You know, they won that in four games. It wasn't like they won it in five games and it went down to the eighth inning. They won it in four games and pretty much, you know, despite the Sox being in there and having leads a couple times early on in the series, Houston was in control for much of that series. And I think the experience helped. You know, the guys knew what to expect. There were some guys who were playoff tested on the Sox, but it's kind of a learning procedure and a learning process. And I think also, you know, the, the thing with guys who were injured last year, they had to kind of fight their way back and then fight their way back at the major league level once they got there, you know, to get healthy and then to get back. 
So I, I think a healthy team would be better. But yeah, I think you know that they believe they learn from that experience. They believe they're they're better off for it. But you know the proof's on the field, right? I mean, if they believe that and they go out and win another division again this year, which they should, they're still the best team in that division, probably by a, a decent piece, even with Carlos Correa going to the Twins. You know, and they go and lose the first round. Well, you know, then the learning experience does not apply, right? That then you're you're back to where you're fighting again. So I think they have to, you know feed off that, but also improve as a team to get to that next level. They're not, they're not just satisfied with another division title and another playoff appearance, which is a good place to be because up until last year, the Sox and, as a franchise had never gone to the playoffs in back-to-back years. So it's good that that's not even near satisfying enough for this group. Yeah. You mentioned, you know, a, a healthier team and, and, and what that should do for the White Sox after what they went through last year. I know a lot of Sox fans were hoping once the lockout ended and, the free agent floodgates open that that they'd be in the market for one of the big bats that that was out there to be had and now all the dust has settled and obviously none of those guys are wearing white Sox uniforms down in spring training and scott honestly i said this last week when i was here on the score i'm okay with that approach i right. think i think your additions are going to come in the form of a healthy luis robert and a healthy eloy jimenez and and other guys around the diamond, do you think that's what the Sox are banking on and that's that's why they didn't go dipping their toes in the free agent waters? They just they're assuming or hoping at least that their their big bats will will be healthy this year or healthier and that'll be a more stocked lineup over the course of a season. Yeah, you know, they still could do something via trade, obviously. And Michael Conforto is still the one kind of I don't want to say major, but you know, the kind of sure high money free agent that's still out there. You know, uh there could be, if things work out, there could be some interest in him. But I agree with you. I, I think I, I saw Mark Gonzalez, uh, who works for the Daily Herald, wrote a column about, I just saw the headline and read it, but I trust his his uh, acumen that, you know, they should shore up pitching even more than the outfield. I think you have guys you can take a, a good chance on in the outfield right now. I think Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, uh, Adam Engel, if he's healthy, which he was not last year, so he's getting back to that point now. Leori Garcia, even Josh Harrison plays out there. And you can also rotate them through the DH spot with guys like Grandal and Jose Abreu and even Aloy Jimenez for some games. And then if it doesn't work, then you go, you know, you go and find someone. And I think if you're going to spend the money on a guy hypothetically like Michael Conforto, then you better make sure that that's the guy who's going to put you over the top, not to win the division, but to win, you know, the World Series. And you know, I don't know enough about. I mean, I know what he's done. I know what he's accomplished. But I don't know if he's the guy that's going to do that. So I think. You know, with the pitching, you know, you have Tony was just some of this today that Lynn and Lance Lynn and Lucas Gilito did a lot of work in the offseason. They're ready to go. Cease is making his first start tonight here in Peoria. You know, he's a little behind. And then Kopech obviously was slowed down because he had COVID at the end of February. He's also making that jump from the bullpen back into rotation. So his innings are going to be limited. And then you have Keiko coming off a rough year, but kind of ready to go. So you're stretching out Lopez. You're stretching out, um, why am I blanking on his name now? Uh, Gonzalez, right? Um, Mm-hmm. And you know you have guys that you can that you can. Uh, I'm sorry, Velasquez. Somebody saying Gonzalez. You have guys that you can turn to there. But if you get another starter, that makes you that much deeper, and it makes the bull already a deep bullpen that much deeper too. So, you know, I'm not saying the Sox are gonna make a move before they break camp here. Maybe it'll happen a week into the season. Maybe it'll happen in June. But I think that they're certainly looking, you know, exploring things. They're not sitting there and saying, okay, we're done. This is the team we're going to battle with on April 8th in Detroit. 
were you surprised they let Carlos Rodon walk in free agency? And also, how's Michael Kopech looked so far in spring training? I know it's early, and I don't, I don't even know if he stepped on a mound for a spring training game yeah. or if he's just throwing. He has. He, well, he's okay. he's not in a game. He threw a live BP today and looked good. Actually, had one pitch uh, get away from him a little bit and kind of went sailing over Zach Collins. And we had, I asked him if it was a purpose pitch, and he laughed and said, "No, it just got away." And then he paused and said, <laughs> "If it was a purpose pitch, you'd know it was a purpose pitch or something like that." So it was kind of funny, but. Yeah, he said he felt okay in his next outing, which would be in five days. So what's that, Saturday, Sunday? Probably Wednesday. Uh, Tuesday's an off day for the team, so I would guess it'll be Wednesday. Um, we'll be on in a game, so we'll see how he gets going there. But, you know, I mean, he's got to understand, like the Sox do already, that, you know, it's just one or two or three starts in April, and they need him for the full the full thing. So if he comes out in April and May, and this may be the case for the whole rotation, if they go three, four innings, then that may be it for that month. You know, I mean, they, you know, they, they had shortened spring training after the lockout, so they need to be, you know, be careful on that. And Rodon, you know, I mean, credit to Carlos Rodon. I, I've really, maybe except for the no-hitter, never seen him happier than I did after the game yesterday at Camelback. I mean, obviously, you'd be happy to if he made $44 million, right? That's a pretty yeah, good uh, – that, that, yeah. that brings smiles to most people's faces, I think. <laughs> but, uh, you know, good for him. And, I, I, I you know, he talked about – you know, the the struggles that he had to go through physically, you know, health-wise. He was arguably, when he was healthy last year, as good as any starting pitcher in baseball. I think he hit a wall near the end. He talked about this because he had pitched like 42 and a third innings combined the previous two years and then went to like 124 or 132 last year. So, yeah, I, I think the Sox are probably looking at that and saying there may be, you know, doubt. there's still that one shred of doubt about, you know, if, um, avoiding injury, which he had had trouble doing during his time with the Sox. When he did, he was he was very good. So I understand that, and he was you know pretty pragmatic about the whole thing. Pretty uh, he gave a lot of credit to the White Sox, and he said you know he know they wanted him and he wanted to come back, but it just didn't work out, and he's happy now on the West Coast and ready to go to San Francisco. Hey Scott, I know you got to run, but just real quick, I want to backtrack on something that you said. You don't think the Twins are a problem in the AL Central, huh? Even with Carlos Correa and the other moves that that team well, I, I think, made this I think they're a problem. I think the Twins, everyone's writing them off. I know their pitching is very kind of eh right now, but I think mm-hmm. the Twins last year had a thing where, you know, they blew so many late games. And to me, there's nothing worse for a contender mm-hmm. than blowing late games and losing that momentum. And I know people kind of let in this age of analytics, they kind of roll their eyes or laugh at momentum. But I think it just – crushed them early on they had some really bad eighth and ninth and tenth inning losses early on and they just it just spiraled so I thought they were going to be better anyways and I think Correa is a a huge help and also remember he's playing for maybe a a huge contract you know he has that opt-out after the first year so you know if he crushes it it maybe from the twins for all we know but it could be from somewhere else so there's a lot of you know instead of the the key guy on that team and it has been as long as he's been there is Byron Buxton right when he's healthy that's a different team. The problem with, I mean, he's such a talent. He's so amazing in terms of, I think he's found his offensive game. He's found his power. He's probably as fast as anyone in baseball. And he's a gold glove caliber center fielder. You know, him and Robert would be a good, like a fielding drill contest to see who gets to the most out there in the center. <laughs> but the problem with, you know, for him and for the twins is he hasn't stayed healthy consistently. So yeah, I think, it, I think the division is better hundred percent. I think Detroit is better. I think Kansas city is going to start in, you know, uh, interspersing their young players. I don't know what to think of Cleveland because they just don't spend a lot of money, but they do have pitching. There's no question about that. And the Sox still are the best team in the division. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to roll you know, to a 25-game win in that division, but I still think they're clearly number one. 
That's Scott Merkin. Check out his work covering the White Sox at MLB.com and WhiteSox.com. Scott, I know you're crunched for time, man. I really appreciate you carving out a few minutes for us here on The Score. Anytime. Happy to do it. And Scott Merkin joins me on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And boy, he ain't kidding about Byron Buxton. I, I worked up in Minneapolis for a couple of years, and I, I said it then and I'll say it now. I'll, I'll say it in any market that I work in here, Milwaukee, Minnesota. When, when that guy is healthy and, and doing his thing, he may be the most entertaining player in all of Major League Baseball. When you talk about what he does on the field, what he can do on the bat, or with the bat, what he can do out there on the bases, that guy is just, like, uniquely talented, like, supremely talented. You don't see the multitude of athletic talents in, in many baseball players that you do in a Byron Buxton. I remember I was at a game and sitting, not to spend too much time waxing poetic about Byron Buxton, I was at a game sitting right behind the third base dugout, and he was on first base, and there was a line drive that one hopped the wall. It couldn't have taken more than like two seconds for this ball to get from the bat to the base of the wall, and my eyes are tracking the ball, as usually does when I'm watching baseball, and before... Like, before I even knew it, before the ball even one-hopped the wall, Byron Buxton, like a gazelle, is running past my gaze from from third base to home. Like, the guy is j- just flies around the bases, and it is so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. And I do think that Twins team, I think they could be a problem for the Sox this year, man. I do. That's a team that just won 90-plus games, set the single-season home run record just a couple years ago. And I know last year... They, they fell back a little bit, and the Sox took the big step forward, but Twins are not messing around this offseason since the lockout ended. They've they've added some pieces, not, and that's not just Carlos Correa. The Correa, they've added some pieces, and I think it might be more of a race than what some folks are thinking for the AL Central. Deshaun Watson has a new home. I know some folks, now before all the drama popped up, they wanted his new home to be Chicago. Now that all the dust is settling, is that, Still something that you would have liked to have seen? Because I'm not so sure it is for me. I want to talk about that right after this. Before Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports, he covers the NFL. He'll be here at 8 o'clock. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Friday night. There obviously are uh, other, um, I'll call it legal approaches that are being made either through civil cases. Uh, Obviously, the police have been investigating also. Uh, we don't have all the access to that information at this point in time, and we, we pride ourselves on not interfering in that, um, being cooperative as we can to make sure we get all the facts. Uh, but I think that process is still ongoing. And until that process is ongoing and we have enough data and enough information to be able to make a determination of whether he should go on commissioner exempt, uh, we don't feel that we have that necessary information at this point. That was NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell talking about the Deshaun Watson situation. Rami Makhlouf with you on The Score on a Friday evening. I'm going to be talking some Bears and NFL, NFL Draft with Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports at 8 o'clock. But would you be comfortable with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback? 312-644-6767 so I can get in on the phone lines, the Rosen Hyundai text line, or you can tweet the show 
at 670 score at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting is how you can follow and interact with yours truly. Man, was I a big Deshaun Watson fan. And yes, I used the past tense, was. I was a huge, not just a football player, but I thought, I thought we, and this, it still may be the case. I hate, I hate to even do this. I don't even want to talk, I don't want to talk about stuff like this. Like, this isn't what I got into sports talk radio to talk about. I don't, I don't know if the dude did what he's accused of and no criminal charges pressed, but 22 civil cases still out there. But man, I don't even want it in the back of my mind that maybe this guy did that while I'm while I'm watching football on a Sunday afternoon. That's just not a guy I want to cheer for and I want to root for. And that his whole press conference today, and honestly, I know you kind of have to. If I'm the Cleveland Browns <laughs> and I'm I'm general manager Andrew Barry and head coach Kevin Stefanski and, and Deshaun Watson himself. I maybe don't even hold a press conference to announce this thing, his 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 being traded to the Browns and the $230 million contract that he got. Because while this thing is still going through legal hoops, it's it's hard to come off good. Even even if he's 100% innocent of all the things that he's accused of, it's hard to come off looking good after a press conference when when this thing is looming over you. It's real hard. It's almost impossible. And... I don't know if they if if they did that bad a job at it or if it was just that impossible a task, but nobody came off great today in that press conference and did much to quell concerns or feelings of uncomfortableness or, or unease over this whole Deshaun Watson situation. None of it, I think, made anybody feel any better about the whole thing. And Deshaun Watson did what he has to do while this thing is is going through the legal battle and and he's trying to to reclaim his image or hang on to whatever threat of his image that's still there. Denied, denied, denied. Said never assaulted or harassed or disrespected any woman. So he's looking forward to the opportunity from this organization for me to come in here, show this community, this city, this organization, this locker room, the person I really am, and that's the main focus. And that's, that's, that's what he has to say, but... Can anybody out there just taking that at face value? Anyone? Because I can't. Not when there's 22 accusations. I know, innocent until proven guilty. But 22? Why do you even have 22 masseuses? And I've heard... Look, I'm not an NFL player. Not even a former... I know, shocking. But I've heard multiple guys who are in or have played in the NFL say, what's this dude doing with 22 masseuses? Usually those guys, because their body is their livelihood, they trust one or two people to lay hands on them for, for, for the healing practice that is massage. You know what I mean? What does he even have 22 masseuse? Like, a lot of this is just hard to just brush away. And the, the idea that he might have done what he's accused of doing is just not something... I want attached to the team that I root for, man. And it's not something I want attached to sitting down on a Sunday afternoon and watching football. Deshaun Watson is an amazing talent, an out-of-this-world talent. The guy is like an alien with a football in his hands. I think some of us forgot 
how good he really is in the year that he's been away from the sport. And God, am I starving for a quarterback in a Bears uniform. We're going to talk about that a lot in the 8 o'clock hour because I fear the Bears are doing again what they've done to you and me my entire life, but I'll hang on to the 8 o'clock hour to do that. But let's say let's say no Justin Fields. Would you be comfortable with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback? Because I wouldn't, man. I wouldn't. I couldn't. And I don't, I don't want that hanging over my team. I don't want that hanging over whatever joy the, the sport of football and the Chicago Bears can bring to me. I'd rather not, and because Deshaun Watson almost single-handedly win, wins you 8-10 games and puts you in the discussion for a Super Bowl if you can just put min, minimal pieces around him. I'd rather not I'd rather no, not win a Super Bowl than, than have that stink on my franchise. That's that's just me though. How about you? 312 6446767. I want I want nothing to do with this guy. I'm sorry. I can't sit here and say I think he did it. I mean, I could if I wanted to. There's nothing libel or slanderous about that if I said I think he did. like I think OJ is guilty. You see, I just did. But it's it's a it, there's a mountain, a mountain of accusations and evidence against this guy. 630 says, nope, hard pass on Watson. I don't need that dissonance. 773 says, that is some conspiracy. Yeah, that's the thing, man. And another text says, it's actually 40 to 5 massage therapist. It's just 22 accusers. What is he doing, dude? And then, and then to sit up there on the podium today, God, that press conference was bad. And just And the owners weren't there. They held a Zoom press conference because they had scheduled uh, engagements overseas. And they didn't look any better either. But for Deshaun Watson to sit there and say he has no regrets about this whole situation, have you seen some of the texts that, that surfaced in this whole investigation? You have no regrets. You have none whatsoever throughout all of this. You have n- And again, because of the legal hoops that he's jumping through, Almost has to say that. You know what I mean? Because if he sits there and says, I do have some regrets, that's going to come back. That's going to that's gonna get thrown back in his face, whether in the court of public opinion or in a court of law, that's going to get thrown back in his face. And the general manager said that they, they, didn't, they didn't reach out to the 22 women whose accusations are still outstanding in a civil court because they thought that would be interfering with the investigation. Their lawyers advised them, that that would be interfering with the investigation, which makes sense on its surface, right? And again, what you would say at a press conference as you're trying to put out this fire, but here's the problem with that. The NFL has talked to 11 of the the, the accusees, the the alleged victims in these cases who have civil cases against Deshaun Watson. Why is it okay for the NFL to talk to 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 these to the women who who have these allegations out there, but not okay for the Cleveland Browns, the team that's actually going to give this guy 230 million guaranteed dollars to come and play football for the Cleveland Browns. How is it that the NFL can talk to these women, but you can't? Your lawyers tell you that you can't. There are holes in this story, man. There are holes in this story. How much due diligence you did? to make sure that Deshaun Watson 
was was somebody who should be representing your franchise, being the face of your franchise. There, there are holes in the story as to whether or not you take issues like this seriously. And that was going to be the case for any team that brought in Deshaun Watson. He might still be suspended by the NFL. That's still a possibility. But really, I mean... Once the, once the criminal charges were dropped, the risk of losing Deshaun Watson and this thing really blowing up in your face kind of went away, kind of dissipated. But the stink that was going to be on this was never going to go away for whoever got him. And you had to look yourself in the mirror as a franchise and say, is this something that we want? Is it worth it? Because of how important quarterbacks are in the NFL world, is it worth it to get that in that position, from that position, for for the way that it's going to make us look in a lot of people's eyes? And a lot of people are looking at the Browns right now with a side eye and, and going, how serious were you about this? How much of this was about doing your due diligence and doing the right thing. And how much of this is just about a very thirsty franchise that needs a quarterback and is willing to do anything and look the other way on just about anything to get what they, what they're so thirsty for. And man, am I thirsty for a good quarterback in a bears uniform? I ain't that thirsty. I'm not, I'm I'm not, I'm not that desperate. I'm sorry. going to talk some NFL with Eric Edholm of Yahoo in just a second, but let me get in. Asking, would you be comfortable with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback? Because I wouldn't. Let me get in Ron from Lombard. Ron, you're on the score. What's up, buddy? I would, I would be comfortable. But I'll tell you why. Why don't they put the onus on somebody's women or our gold diggers? What about Erlacher when he had that, that kid out of wedlock? That, that she went from pillar to post until she could pick up the 25000 a month for 18 years. There's a lot of women out there. They know exactly I'm not, what they're I'm doing. Not say, I'm not saying that there, that there aren't people out there who are – who are making accusations, and it's really a horrid thing to, 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 to A, put that on the person you're accusing, and also to, to cast doubt on future women who, who have to go, who do go through that and, and, and never really recover from it. But 22 women, 22, you're saying that there's 20, and 22 gold diggers, as you put it, who all are somehow conspiring and have similar stories as to what Deshaun Watson did to them. I mean, I'm not saying he's I'm not saying he's guilty. I can't I'm not saying he's guilty. I don't know that for sure. But also to come out and ca- and call these women gold diggers. You know as you know as much as I do about this Ron, but the one thing that we do know is 22 women. Yeah, but look 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 how they're trying to bring down you Hefner. Guy can't defend himself because he's no longer on the earth. A lot of these girls are busted now. They have no money. And thank God some of the, the women are coming to his defense. But there's women out there, they know how to jackpot these guys. And I guarantee you, he got jackpotted. Yeah, I don't know That's what's what going I, on with Hugh Hefner, to be quite honest. Thanks for the call. I don't know. I, I'm not following the Hugh Hefner story. Would I be surprised? <laughs> Would anybody be surprised if Hugh Hefner, in his time on this earth, God rest his soul, did a few things that maybe in the current culture and climate and awareness that we have now in 2022, we might frown upon maybe one or maybe one or two things. Uh, probably, uh, I would guess. I would guess maybe. 
maybe a few, maybe one or two. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to cast any aspersions on anybody without knowing anything about the case. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that Hugh Hefner did some stuff that I went ew. You know what I mean? Mm, that's not cool. You know? Probably one or two things. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about the football of all this with Eric Edho of uh, Yahoo. He covers the NFL, the NFL draft. We'll talk bears. We'll talk draft. We'll talk with Eric Edho right after this. Robbie Makloff with you on the score on a Friday evening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 